Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play or at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show as well as check out our new merchandise store where we have coffee cups, totes, sweaters, tanks, and all of the needs that you might have for a gift and or early Christmas presents. How was that, Dave? Or Hanukkah or whatever the hell you celebrate. What did we say that one year? Happy whatever the hell you celebrate. I think so. I think so. So you should head on over to podcast, take it or leave it.com and check it out. Do you, yes. do you are gifts appropriate for Easter ween? <laughs> Easter weenie. <laughs> gifts are always appropriate. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Kane court 27 for saying she loves us. Her review reads, okay, I freaking love you both. And you make me feel like a good mom. Mom fails are everything. Seriously. It helps so much to hear that I'm not the only mom out there who's like, what the heck am I doing? I've been fans of you both since the beginning. Meredith, you're an incredible mom in person. I look up to you so much. Tiffany, your laugh though. (laughs) (laughs) Your humor and the fact you're not afraid to share your story is so inspiring. Love you both. Thank you. That was so sweet. I'm your host, Meredith Masony. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be crap. Sorry about that. I got <laughs> sidetracked, not paying attention. I didn't know what Tioli was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? I was looking serious? at the I was looking at the live stream. And out of the corner of my eye, it says, grab your Tioli merch. And I was like, what is Tioli? And oh then it God. took me a minute. It's take it or leave it. <laughs> you didn't... And I was like, Tioli, is that like a new pasta? Like, oh my gosh, are we doing Meredith. a pasta commercial? Like, what are we doing? I just didn't know. I'm so sorry. <sighs> sorry. On today's episode of take it or leave it. We have no clue what's going on, but it's cool. We'll find something to talk about. Today, we have Melissa from Vermont opening things up for us. Be sure to call us at 315-834-2696 and leave us a message so you can open the show for us. Hi, it's September 8th. This is Melissa from Brattleboro, Vermont. I have a 12-year-old daughter, an 8-year-old son, and a 17-year-old bonus daughter. I'm here to open up the show with a mom fail moment. We all struggle as parents, and there are tons of moms out there, you know the ones I'm talking about, ladies, who say say they don't, but here's the thing. They are ginormous lie daggers. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Love you too. Bye. (laughs) Uh, Ginormous lie daggers. I love that word. You know, you're a big old lie bagger when you're called ginormous. Do you have a mom fail, Meredith? Oh, my whole week. (laughs) As you're wearing a JoJo Siwa bow and a candy (laughs) necklace, what is going on? I shot a video today called Tween Girls Be Like, and let me tell you, Sophia, 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 Sophia has just been in rare form lately and the the sighing and the stomping and the door Is it slamming of school? no she likes school she just doesn't want to be bothered to do anything else like 
if you ask her to do a single thing or ask her a question about something, it's like the end of the world has physically happened and it's driving me nuts. Well, that's what I mean. Did it start when she started going to school? No. Did it start getting worse? No, it's, it's not. It's, it's just, it's just this, it's the puberty. It's the, it's the hormonal surges of just dramatic evil energy that vomit through her mouth. And I just want to be like, you're supposed to say evil energy. Oh, it's evil. (laughs) It is evil. She will look at you and not me. Well, I'm saying so she'll look at me like she's trying to melt off my face skin. Like literally like, do you know when you see those movies and they have like telekinetic powers or whatever? Mm -hmm. Um, hold on one second. I have to take this phone call. Oh, okay. Don't let us bother you. Hey buddy. Are you at the, at the roundabout? Fifty yards to the gate. Okay, just make just just come come home, and we'll see you when you get here. Bye. We're trying. Uh, a hold new on, thing. I have to take this. <laughs> Hello? You're such an ass. Large pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye bye. My Brian. Uh, today is the first day that Brian rode his skateboard to school oh. because we live under two miles from the school, which means there's no bus. So I've been driving him in in the mornings, but he wanted to be a grown grown up, right? A bigger kid. So the rule is that when he leaves the school, he has to call to let us know that he's coming home so I can look at my watch and be like, okay, it's been 10 minutes. He should be here by now. Yeah. And it's hard to give him such a, like, it's a leap of responsibility. faith. That's a big responsibility. Like, we're taking this massive leap of faith to let him like, get from point A to point B. But he's going to be 10 on Monday. His mm. birthday is Monday. So we're celebrating tonight. We're getting pizza and um, cupcakes. And so he wanted to start today as, like, his birthday weekend. So mm. he just made his phone call, which is great. I knew that was going to happen during the podcast when I saw what time it was. But I didn't want to not answer the phone and then him have a panic attack. Well, well, he was a little late with his phone call. He was supposed to call before he left the school, not halfway home. Well, he said he was 50 yards to the roundabout. <laughs> like, he knows what a yard is. He's I love so that. so cute. So anyway, yeah. So um, basically just, I, let me tell you the story of what happened to us this week, and then I think we can just have a conversation about that. So okay. it, it's, it was just a shit show. Um, so over the weekend... We went to my brother's gender reveal party, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. we saw each other. You and I physically saw each other. So you knew I was there. Yeah, but um, I didn't get the gender. Oh, or... the gender is vagina. They're having a baby girl. I feel so, like you could have said that differently, but okay. Well, I don't, I don't personally believe in gender reveal parties. It's kind of like, I don't get you it. You don't believe in them? They exist. I, I know they exist. I don't know why they exist. I just kind of feel like it doesn't have to be a thing, but I'm also... We, it wasn't a thing when I was having kids. So I just have to wrap my brain around the fact that this is, it's fine. Yeah. 19, it, back in 1921, they didn't even have cameras to record right. the gender reveal, right. I don't think. So right. I get it. No I get why you're upset. Nothing. So anyway, so it was, it was a very nice party. Um, but of course, you know, it was, it was a little bit difficult because we were sold that we were coming to this party and it was family only. Mm-hmm. And it turned into um, at least 50 plus people. <gasps> and um, I started to get really aggravated and agitated because we weren't told this. 
And so, um, you know, I made my kids wear masks. My husband and I wore masks, but there was literally only one other person at the party who put on a, on a mask when they saw that we were wearing a mask and everybody else gave like dirty looks and it was a little uncomfortable. Um, and it wasn't everybody. It was a select few people who were like, why are you wearing a mask? This is stupid. And it's like, well, I don't know you. I don't know where you've been. I don't know your bubble situation. Um, so we're going to just do our part and we're going to wear our mask. And we actually kind of took the role of being like in charge of the food so that we could kind of be inside a little bit away from everybody. Um, and we, and everybody in the party was outside. So it was an outdoor event, but it's just, it's, it's a weird world that we live in, right? Like we like everything is weird. Things become uncomfortable. You have to make a choice like you're, and so we did, we made our choice and we wore our masks and did our thing. Um, and then we, we get home and of course your brain is thinking like, gosh, you know, I hope nobody sneezed on us. I hope nobody, whatever, like we were, we were away from people. We were doing things that we were supposed to, but you just never know, right? Like that's the world we live in. I'm not afraid of COVID as people have been saying, I'm afraid of it on my page. I'm living my life. I'm not living in fear, but you know, there's guidelines in place for a reason. You wear a mask for a reason. You stay six feet apart for a reason, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So we get a phone call. I get a phone call Wednesday morning, um, from Matthias. And he says, he's whispering, mom, I need you to come pick me up from school. And I said, why buddy? What's wrong? And he said, we've all been sent up to the front office. We're being quarantined. One of the kids in my class tested positive for COVID. (sighs) And I went, you've got to be effing kidding me. I'm like, you've got to be effing kidding me. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm coming right up. So I get up there and, you know, like a hundred and some odd kids end up having to be quarantined because this one kid tests positive and I, and the nurse comes out and the nurse is trying to talk to all these parents. And I said, can I just ask a question? <laughs> I don't, I don't, of course you did. I don't care who the kid is. I'm not looking for names. I just want to know, was he symptomatic? Did he come to school sick and like feverish and coughing? Or was this just like, randomly the, 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 the kid got tested for because of X, Y, and Z, and it found that he was asymptomatic and blah, blah, blah. And she says, no, he came to school on Monday and Tuesday with a fever and a cough. And I was like, wow. Okay. It's awesome. Thanks so very much. There's so, a video coming about this. I already did it. So I was super perturbed because it was like, and the thing is, is the, this kid is, um, in high school. So he could have been left home alone to fend for himself if he was sick didn't need a babysitter. This wasn't a situation where it was like, you have to go to school because we're going to work. Like you can leave your high school kid home alone. So I got, I got really perturbed and aggravated. So I took him directly over for a, uh, rapid test just because we wanted to have like a, like a negative or a positive and know what was going on. We got, we got swabbed as well, just because like, even though they said we didn't have to technically with contact tracing, we wanted to do it just so that we would know where the, you know, what cards were holding here. Right. And then they said, if you have any symptoms between now and Friday, come back and retest. If you want to be a hundred percent positive that you're in the clear, come back and test. Even if you don't have symptoms, because then you'd know if you were asymptomatic or whatever. So it just, I feel really bad for my kid because he's out of school now for 14 days and so are these other 125, 150 kids. And 
when people say things like you're afraid of COVID and you're living in fear, it's like, I'm trying to normalize our lives. I sent my kids back to school and there's no way to find normal. Right. Because I could send them back on October 21st and guess what? He can get sent home again for another 14 days because another kid comes in with it. Like right. this can continue to happen over and over again. So the hard part is like, how are we actually supposed to find any normal in all of this? Right. So that's kind of where I'm at. You know, like I don't, I don't understand. I don't know what it is that we're supposed to do. I don't know. I, I, well, I, what the, the most frustrating thing, uh, you know, not trying to stir anything up, but I feel like masks have somehow become politicized and that's right. what makes it frustrating, frustrating. <laughs> it's totally frustrating. <laughs> Um, but it is, it's like, yeah, it's a very weird place to be in. And I I didn't see the video, so I don't know your tone. I know sometimes your tone comes across as, uh, I like how how you said that. My my tone was angry. I I address her tone often and it doesn't go as well as yours did. Go shower. Well, well, I try to tell people often, you know, if you ever come up or whatever, um, I always say, like, listen, she is just the kind of person who will not sugarcoat anything. She won't pretend. She won't be fake. But her heart is literally made of pure gold. She has the best intentions. Just sometimes when she gets passionate about things, (laughs) it comes off as a little scary, but she doesn't mean it that way. So I didn't I didn't hear it. I don't know what it was, but people are always going to talk. You do what you want to do and you do what's best for you. And you have a right to vent, especially because none of us know what we're doing as far as sending kids back. And I know that sending kids back was a big deal for your family. You kept them home for literally 800 years. And then you finally sent them to school. And then this happened. I can understand your frustration. And I like what you said at the beginning, because that's the, the issue that I'm having with this. And, you know, we did get really great reviews on the podcast we did where we talked about politics because you said you were trying to figure out, um, you know, which candidate you aligned with. And I gave you kind of my government teacher spiel of, you know, figuring out your, your values and, and, and the issues that you want to pick and, and choose. And, uh, I think, I think that podcast was great and I think it did really well and people enjoyed it. And you just said, like, I don't understand why masks are politicized and I'm, I, I'm in a hundred percent agreeance with you on that because I I don't believe that wearing a mask should be a blue or a red issue. I feel like it's a mutual respect issue. When you go out into public, just just put on the mask because your mask is is for me and my mask is for you. We're doing each other a service and it's just about a respect and a kindness and that type of thing. And I don't know why it has to be like a oh, you know, she must be a democrat, she wears a mask. It's like maybe I right. just don't want your germs. Right. And I don't want to spread, heavens forbid, my germs to you because there are cases where people are asymptomatic and you can spread it, you know, like, because like you you don't want to hug your 85-year-old grandparent if you've been out and about and you can't know for certain, you know, I know nobody can know things for certain, but it's a public health issue. I don't think it's politics, but it's become politics because this literally happened at the precipice of a, of a presidential election. Well, and also, you know what, there's so much misinformation out there. Nobody knows what's real. Nobody knows what's not. Um, there's a lot of, you know, and like me, for example, there, I, I wear a mask all the time. Um, I'm wearing it to protect people, but I'm also wearing it because I feel an invisible judging 
pressure to wear it. And that is the God's honest truth. I, I want to protect people, but I also feel a pressure to wear it. I feel like if I don't wear it, then people will be judging me for not caring about how other people feel. And I would rather be judged for wearing it than for not wearing it. And I, and I don't, and I don't, and I feel the complete opposite of you. Really? Isn't that weird? Because like, I feel like I have to, I have to wear this and I feel that eyes are on me because I'm wearing it. So I think that that's just so like, this is so poignant. This is so just unbelievable. Like it's, it, 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 I mean, that's mind blowing. Literally the two of us sitting here saying why we want, why we wear a mask. And it's literally the opposite end of the spectrum. And if people could just get on board with the fact that like it's a public health issue and it's not something that is harming you. It's, I, I said it the other day, somebody was asking me something and I said, you know, I know some people have brought up like it's infringing upon their freedoms, like to have to wear a mask is inf- infringing on their freedoms. And I said, well, think about it like this. Uh, we all have freedom of speech, but if you're sitting in a movie theater and you shout fire and there is no fire and people get up and run and they start trampling each other and somebody gets hurt, the person who screamed fire is getting arrested and going to jail because they incited um, violence and an accident, which caused someone an injury. And they're held responsible for that injury because you're allowed to say the word fire, but you can't scream fire and incite violence. You can't incite some sort of an act action as a result of it. There was no fire. So you can't do that. So my point is like, it's not wearing this mask isn't infringing upon anybody's freedoms. Wearing this mask, you have to look at it as wearing this mask as a mutual respect where it's to help people who could potentially become uh, sick with this. Because do I think that if I got sick with this or Dave or the kids got sick with this, we would have massive complications? Personally, no, I don't believe so. We're healthy people. We take our vitamins. We exercise. We eat well. You know, knock on wood, I feel like we'd probably be solid. We'd be okay. But there are people that we could come in contact with that couldn't. And I don't want that responsibility. Right. And that's... That's a, you know, your decision and that works for you and people should not judge you for it. Uh, they will, but they shouldn't. Yeah. Well, the, the judgment goes way beyond masks, right? I mean. Oh, do you want, <laughs> are we talking about judgment on the internet? Just judgment uh, in general. Every decision. Because mm. I've got, I've got something to share. Share. And I don't know if this lady's watching or not. Because I didn't respond to her, dude. Okay. But I, you know how I went to talk to a dentist about getting braces. And if you follow me on Facebook, then you already saw me whine about this last night when I was really emotional. Okay. But I, this lady posted on my page, and this is why I don't friggin' read the comments because they send me into a spiral of needing to defend myself, needing to run away. Everything that made me able to relate with you is slowly going away, which makes me very sad. I loved your attitude about your teeth being crooked. Guess because mine are too. It was refreshing seeing someone who wasn't looking to be perfect. I loved your eyebrows the way they were. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I could relate with you because you didn't have to have perfect teeth or perfect eyebrows. You're normal for people like me who can't afford to do those things for myself or braces for my kids. And so... Then I started feeling guilty 
for wanting to fix my friggin' teeth. And like, so I get messages like this from people. So I got my hair fixed today. Didn't even post about it because I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't want anybody to give me a hard time. But this really pissed me off because I'm like, dude, I'm not doing this to be perfect. I could care less about being perfect. I'm doing it because I've worked really hard and now I can friggin' afford braces. And now that I can afford braces, I can get my bite aligned and I can work on this thing that's been an insecurity for me. Of course, I made peace with my teeth when I was unable to afford braces because that was the only choice I had to ha- I had. I had to love myself where I was at and I was given an opportunity to now be able to afford braces. And so me getting braces, braces should in no way affect how you braces. feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Like and it's it's very frustrating to me because I'm my whole goal in life is to like grow and become a better person and and I feel like I can't talk about it because people are going to think that I've changed like literally three and a half years ago I was on food stamps um I w- I had zero income my husband was supporting us with $400 a week I I you know, I had nothing and I've worked really hard. And with the help of everybody who supports me, I was able to finally get a job and get insurance, which is a miracle and a blessing. And I feel guilty for it. And it's weird. It's like, it's just weird to me. I don't know. It just, it sent me into a spiral. And um, I feel like I can't be myself anymore. Who am I? I don't even know anymore. Well, so there's a lot to unpack. I knew you were going to say that, dude. Hey, this before, just happened last before, night, so it's fresh. Before yeah. we unpack, okay. I, I think we need to uh, address something in the comments here. What happened? Nicole is literally getting pregnant right now. She's having sex right no, now? I'm sorry. No, she's having, she said something. Oh, Nicole Askew is getting a uh, oh, embryo transfer. Yes. Yeah, baby's oh. put in her. She's going to be right a now. surrogate. She's <gasps> right now. Girl, you get knocked up. Congratulations. Hopefully it works. Fingers crossed. I don't know anything about it, but fingers, fingers and toes crossed. All the things crossed. Anything you can cross. Listen, let me tell you about Nicole. She's Mm. got like six, seven kids. She lives on a farm with 94 goats and chickens. And she's getting ready to be a surrogate for twins for another couple. And I'm, and she lives in like, I forget it's like a 500 or 800 square foot house. And I'm like, you need to vlog your life because this is intense. Wow. Twins? Yeah. She's going to carry twins? Yeah, I think that's the goal, yeah. Wow, well, that's fantastic. Well, we wish her the very best. Yes. Uh, and I do want to cont- I want to hear about this journey as we go through, Nicole. Um, and I do also want to figure out how you fit at seven or eight people in an 800-square-foot house. So I would like to see video of that as well. I have a friend who does tiny living, but they only have mm-hmm. two kids. Yeah. Yeah. No. But, and the thing is, she's always happy. Yeah, well... And I'm like, are are there mushrooms growing on your farm that you're eating? <laughs> like, how are you so happy? <laughs> um, yeah, well, so let's get back to unpacking. You know, we don't even have to. I think I just needed to vent, honestly. That's fine. Like, we but don't need, have to talk about that. I just want to say a couple things, just some, some, some sprinklings. Okay. Uh, because I had braces for a long time, years it took to fix my teeth. And I you know, in the beginning, when I first started making videos, I didn't have them. But when I had saved up enough money, cause that was also the same thing with me, there was no money for the dentist when I was a kid. Um, we could not afford those things. The braces were a complete luxury. We, we actually carried debt for seven or eight years for dental work that she had to have done. Yeah. 
I had to have a lot of work done. Uh, I had to have teeth pulled. I had, because I didn't, we didn't, we, we, we grew up broke and didn't have money to go to the dentist. So I've had teeth pulled. I've had to have cavities, like fillings replaced. I had to have a root canal, a, 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 a bunch of crap. And then finally, when my teeth were the, the, the teeth I have left in my head that are my own and not fake, I was like, okay, I'd, I'd really love to fix these. So I saved up in a fund. I, I put money and then Dave was like, I don't know. I think maybe in, cause I got a quote on braces and I knew what it was going to cost. And I was saving up every month to put it in there. And he said, I don't know if you should really get braces. You should probably get a boob job. And I was like, um, well, wow. I, I don't okay. want a boob job. Wow. I think I was misrepresented. You better fix it thing. right now, dude. I'm not even a boob guy. He just said it was an option that I had. Was he joking? I probably 50%. So I was like, nah, I'm going to get the braces. Um, and so I went in and I started the process and literally had to get my top braces on for a second time because it was such a pain to fix my teeth, but just got, just got them off. And was it a vanity thing? Absolutely. My teeth always bothered me from when I was a little kid. So when I could have, when I had saved up and could afford it, I absolutely did it. So there's no shame in working really hard to get the things that you want. And number two, you can't hold, um, somebody else's happiness in your hands. It's their job to make them happy, just like it's your own personal job to make you happy. And, and I do think you know who you are. I think you know who you are to your core. I think sometimes you worry that sh truly showing who you are will have a negative consequence on, you know, things. And that's a, that's a human response because well, it's hard to be vulnerable and share all of those things. And as th people, we change. Th yeah. The thing is, when I first started making videos, I, uh, you know, I, I just went without makeup. I went without brushing my hair. You know, I have no eyebrows whatsoever. My teeth are crazy. And it was just, you know, I was like, hey, it's okay not to be perfect. And I think that people think that now that I've gotten my eyebrows microbladed and that I'm, I might be getting braces for my teeth. They're afraid that I'm going to change now into like what Hollywood is, you know, how everybody's so perfect and Botox and light, you know, whatever, all this stuff. I think they're afraid that I'm going to get swept into this uh, sea of needing to be perfect. And it's a lot of pressure for me because it's like, okay, well, I guess, you know, if I need to stay true and keep the people who started following me for that, I need to just quit brushing my hair and, you know, putting effort into myself in order to keep people liking me if that's why they liked me to begin with. But as I've grown and as I have more time now and, you know, all this stuff, I like to do my hair. I like to take showers from time to time. I Ugh. like to feel Who good. Doesn't? And it has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with wanting to be perfect. It's, it's a self confidence thing, but I feel guilty doing it. And it's weird. If I had, you know, gotten internet famous from being a model, then nobody would say a damn thing. But because I got internet famous by being real, by doing these little things, it chips away at that realness in some people's eyes. And I understand it, but it's still such a crappy position for me to be in. And, and yeah, it, it is right. And, you know, I, 
the things that, and that's the thing is everybody has a thing that makes them happy and it's different for everybody, right? Like you won't find me just doing my hair, or doing my makeup because it makes me happy. You keep right. telling me to try it because I'll probably like it and I might, I just have to get around to trying it. But like it's me, not, it may not, it may you not said hurt. it, you said it, it may not you hurt. said it a couple of podcasts ago. Cause I was like, why do you look so pretty? And you were like, Oh, I just, I just, it makes me feel good. And I, I meant like your hair was completely done. And like, you were like looking like you were getting ready to go, uh, um, uh, out, out, you know? And so I was like, Oh, like I could try it. And then I, it's been like a month, you know? And it's like, I haven't tried it yet, but maybe one day. Oh, I remember. Yeah. But it's not like the things that make me happy or make me feel better are just different. Everybody has something different that makes them have that little boost of confidence, like working out. I always feel better after a workout. I always feel more confident after a workout and more like that's just one of my things. Right. But I don't, don't knock somebody for the fact that they like to brush their hair. Like right. brush your hair. Like we have people that we felt like not to throw them under the bus. Cause I'm not, cause they talk about it so openly, but like cat and Nat are Botoxing everything and anything that they can possibly find. Like they love to go and get their lips done and they Botox. I've seen them do it. I've seen them do it on Instagram. They talk about it. They've done, they, they've done all these other things. That's who they are. That's wow. who they are. That's the, that, that's, that's what they love to go and do together. They talk about it. They're very open about these things. Like don't knock people for, for letting, for letting you into their world or their, 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 you know, what they do. I don't know. To me, it's just like, do, you know, do the things that are going to make you happy that you, that you want to do. Uh, braces are a, a huge benefit medically anyway, because your, you, your mouth will feel better. I and, <laughs> I ended up posting the 3D scan from the dentist oh, on it. my story. Uh, Show people like, look, it's not a vanity thing. Literally, my jaw is misaligned. My these the, these canines up front here are supposed to be way back here, but it's like an actual video that you can see of my top jaw is way far back. And she said that's why my face is hollow right here <laughs> because my uh, these are supposed to be way back here. Because you have an underbite. I have um, my bottom jaw is forward more than my top jaw. And it's supposed to be the opposite. Oh. I mean, they even want me to go get surgery to get well, it that, fixed. That seems like a lot, but you know. Yeah. That's... Yeah. But I'm saying, I don't know. I just. Mm, I'm going to your story I, to see if it's still there. Yeah. You could see it. It's. No, um, it's not in your stories anymore. You'll have to send me the. It has to be in my stories. I vented last night about it. Are you on Facebook? Cause that's where it was. Not oh, Instagram. No, but I was on Instagram. It was on Facebook. Right, but anyway, I, uh, I, I'm really going to have to get to a point where I just don't care what people think about me and I just have to do what's right for me. And, um, it's going to take a while. I feel like, Oh, hot damn. Do you see? I saw your teeth. <laughs> yeah, that's rude. Um, but do you see what I'm saying? Yep. That's my response every morning when we wake up. Oh, damn. Yeah, he does say that. Every morning he asks me if I know what I look like. And I'm like, bitch, of course I know what I look like. It's not going to be as exciting for people on the podcast. Maybe they get, we can link it somewhere, yeah. my, my teeth. But, it is, but you definitely can see, yeah, how far forward that is. It's like a scary movie. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. But, I, but I, it is definitely... Oh, you can't that, see with the light. Print that and put it on your uh, windows for Halloween. Dang you it. son of a gun. It's a skeleton. It, but anyway, let's let's move on from the negativity and talk about positivity. 
Let's talk about something positive. Let's talk about. Were you waiting for me to jump in with something? Phil positive? advocates. I was... <laughs> <laughs> Phil, put something positive in here. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, positive. You know, actually, Tammy just asked a question. How did you ladies meet? And I know we've talked about it before, um, but it was. Oh, I stalked Meredith. Via the internet. Um, before I started making videos, I was like, I wonder if there's any mom comedians who are doing this, you know? And so I started Googling different things before I made juggling the Jenkins. I started Googling mom comedians, mom stand-up comedians, mom video makers, because I didn't know all the lingo. And Meredith was the first person that I found. And I found uh, a stand-up comedy thing that she did here at a local comedy club. It was like a school she went to or something. I don't want to say the name of it, but um, do you know what I'm talking about? It's probably a local comedy club. Yeah, that's that's why I said that's word said. Oh. word. But um, but oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was vis- that class. Oh, in McCurdy's. Yeah, I didn't know if you wanted me to say it or not, oh, yeah, but I, I saw that. And um, and then I went to your Facebook page, and you had eight hundred and eighty-eight thousand followers, and I was like, "Dang, dude, that's impressive!" And I watched your videos and stuff, and it was really cool. And I started juggling the Jenkins. Time went by, and then you reached out to me and I was shocked. I was like starstruck. I was like, wait, this is the lady. This is so crazy that she's messaging me. And she invited me out to lunch and it was not what I expected. Yeah. It was a a bait and switch lunch, but no, I, I, I saw your stuff and laughed out loud. And anytime I see somebody's stuff and I audibly laugh, it's like, oh, they're good. They're good. So I wanted to reach out to you and talk to you and uh, just meet you because you just seemed like a genuinely funny person. Thank you. And it's up for debate, but you know. Well, no, I'm pretty sure that I'm um, hilarious. Mm. You know, it's weird. Listen to Meredith's little conniving. So we didn't do this podcast together. Okay. But we had done some ads together for like Grove and Fat Fit Fun because we live close to each other. So they wanted us to do it together. So I was about to start doing a podcast. Don't even some... make it out like this. All right. I have, I have receipts, ho. Okay. <laughs> you have receipts? I have receipts. Okay. I'm supposed to start doing a podcast. I've talked to Dave and Meredith about it randomly. Um, there's this producer for a radio show in my town who I've always looked up to for years and years and years. He invited me to lunch to invite me to do a podcast with his wife. So I met with his wife and we talked about it and we were going to do it. And the night before I was supposed to sign on to the podcast, Meredith's like, listen, it's on my heart. I really want you to do this with me. I know you have an interview thingy tomorrow to sign up to do that podcast, but I really want you to do this with me. I think it'll be really good. So I literally was on my couch like, oh my God, what the hell am I supposed to do? I have two options here. Like I didn't know what to do and I was stuck, but like fate was in my hands. I was at a fork in the road. I could go this way or I could go this way. And this way would really disappoint people. And to be honest with you, in my gut, I felt like it might be a bad idea to do the podcast with Meredith. (gasps) (laughs) You never told me that. Why would you say that? So let let me jump and throw something in there right now. Oh my God. We actually... 
had talked about the podcast and whether it was going to be just her or she was going to look for someone to do it with. And we were throwing some names around and she said, well, I'm not going to ask Tiffany because she's already has one. She's already going to be doing one. Exactly. Right. And then, so like a week or two weeks or something goes by and we, we start going and we talked, that conversation you're talking about was a couple of days before our first episode. Because the first episode of this podcast, you're not on it. Yep. It's the only episode you're not on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I. It I, was the night before. We had already started, but we had already started our podcast, our podcast. Correct. And I was going to do it solo because I knew that you were in a situation where you had been given an option to do it with somebody else. And I didn't want to be the hoe with the receipts. (laughs) Breaking up the, breaking up the, the. But you did. But I told her to. Yeah. I was like, give her the option. I said, give her the option. She can say no. And then she says no. And that's it. Because I didn't want you to feel like I was trying to be some sort of a home wrecker. I no, was that's exactly to- what I felt like. 100%. I was like, she knows that I'm in another relationship and she is just waving her privates in my face. <laughs> yep, that's what it felt like. That's, And then I'm like, well, my gosh, what am I supposed to do? What am I well, supposed to do? And I was, I talked to Drew about it. And he's like, it's up to you. <laughs> and I was like, you're no help. And then I like pondered on it and I was like, what is my gut telling me my gut? And this was before we were friends. You keep saying that. And that really is hurtful because I'm I for so sure sorry. thought we were friends prior to that. Cause that was like a year and a half into well, our relationship. It's, no, well, no. it's also important yeah. to clarify. We, we had that lunch when you guys first met and then it was like a year until we talked again. No, I don't feel like yeah, it maybe was eight a year. months. I would also like to clarify that every single time we did talk, it was about business. It was about a video for advice. It was what you asked for advice. I gave it to you. Well, that's true. But advice for what? (laughs) For the business. Exactly. It was all business. It was never like, how's your day going today? You know, anything like that. Please. You wouldn't text back if I did ask you what your day was. (laughs) You're not wrong. Okay. But (laughs) let me read my last text messages to you. There's six in a row to your one. I hate texting. You're a terrible texter. I agree. Anyway, back to the point. Okay. My gut was like, listen, man, you don't really know this lady and she's probably just gonna, you know, use you for the audience that you have. That's why she, that's why I thought you wanted to do it was because of the audience that I have. I thought maybe you were like, you know what? My audience is good, but let's double it. Cause that, that's where my mind was. I was very trepidatious. I didn't trust anybody in this industry. I didn't know who Jen, what? Good word. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And that's what I felt. And so I was like, this other person, you know, seems so. But anyway, something told me and I sent the hardest text I've ever sent in my life. And um, I broke up with my girlfriend and got with you and it's paid off. So (laughs) I'm happy about it. I'm glad we ended up where we ended up. But for a while there, I was very nervous. Um, But I've come to know you and your heart and I know that you're not using me and that you genuinely care about me as a person and you make it evident. You show you care about me way more than I show I care about you. Oh, well, it's true, but I do care about you. I just don't show you as much as you show me, but I do. I talk about you all the time when you're not around. 
uh, that's like never mind. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> what were you gonna say? I was gonna say that's like the episode of The Office where Michael insults Pam in front of her face, and then Pam walks away, and then he says, "I'd never say it in front of her face, but she's the most lovely person I've ever met." <laughs> it's like, so it just reminded me of that scene in The Office. But anyway, yeah. No, I um, I I was nervous about asking you to do the podcast because I knew you had those feelings about people. I knew people had already been like pawing at you and trying to get you to do things and asking you for things. And I didn't want it to come across as that because that's not why I I did it. I didn't want to host this solo. And I felt like a good dynamic for the podcast is somebody who doesn't share all of your views and doesn't perfectly align with you. and, And there should be room for a good conversation and debate where you can agree to disagree on things. And we do that all of the time. Like when Mm -hmm. we have conversations about stuff, whether it's on the podcast or not, like you say some shit that I'm just like, damn, you're out there. (laughs) And I say some stuff to you that you're like, you're the most rigid, um, Karen I've ever met. So I feel like there's a good, I feel like there's room to play in that, in there, you Look, know? When, when we were talking about it, she's like, oh, Tiffany's such a good friend. She's like my best friend that I've ever Shut had. up, Dave. I, Shut I, your I mouth really right now. You did not. And she was crushed when she's like, Tiffany said she doesn't think we're friends. You know what? I never should have even said it. I should have just <laughs> lied and been like, yeah, we're totally friends this whole time. No, I'm, I like your honesty. And, and I can see where you thought that because we talked 99% about business that it wasn't something that was personal, but... For us, 99.9% of what we do is business. When you work for yourself and you work from home, it's really hard to get away from it, especially when you work with a spouse, because even when you're not in the quote unquote office, you're still talking about the shit that's going on in the, in the quote unquote office. So it's hard to, to have that defining like moment where you can step out and have a conversation that's not about it. Do you know what I'm saying? So I didn't realize it, but, um, you know, but now I, you know, text you about stuff like, I know I'm looking right now, your hair color. Yeah. You're always checking on me. I just like all the time again. How did you, but it's always very motherly though. I think it's really amazing how your supporters and audience will check on each other for you. Oh yeah. Mm. That's incredible. So join us. That's it? I feel like that's it. Is it not? Is there more? What time is it? That's the end already? It's 3.35. It's an hour. We've been been jibber-jabbing an hour. Oh, my gosh. I was just trying to think of a new topic. Okay. I I love how prepared we are. (laughs) Really do. Really do. Guys, don't forget to get your Teoli merch. (laughs) (laughs) www.podcasttakeitorleaveit.com it's great wonderful for all of the whatever the hell you celebrates yeah or yourself dude we we could start like a like a i was gonna say cult but i don't think (laughs) you should joke about that (laughs) just never mind no i don't think we're gonna do a little community of not culty community yeah yeah you just have to do exactly what we say and work for (laughs) For free? Electricity and food. Oh, there you go. What was the, the video you did, Meredith? Uh, you work for cans of corn? Yeah. Or something like that? Somebody was like, 
I don't know why you complain about stuff. You just, you must make millions of dollars and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, how do you want me to tell advertisers to pay for things in cans of corn? Like, of course I want money. Like everybody else wants money, right? Like to pay my bills. That's but what I mean. It's a it's guilt like, thing, man. So, uh, so it's like, no, I don't take creamed corn as a payment. Like you have to pay me to do work just like anybody else would get paid to do work and people give you crap and it's like, whatever. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to start. Listen, I'm just going to start not giving a darn what people think about me and I'm going to become a millionaire. You know, Gary V they're going to, I'm Tiffany. That's going to be me. I'm going to be telling you guys exactly what to do to live your best life. I'm going to monetize every single thing that I ever do. You, you want an email back for me? Send me $10. I'll take it to a garage sale. I'll flip it for 20. Like that's, he's just businessman. He's a billionaire. And uh, that's how I'm going to be. I'm just, you know, if that's going to be rolling in them billions, you think I'm going to, be going live from my closet not after i change my ways i'm gonna be going live from the hyatt what i was I you know i was you gonna say so trump close. tower because it's like luxurious but then i'm like i can't say that because of you know the climate so i said the hyatt which i don't know if that's <laughs> really making the point that i wanted to make How about i'm the gonna go live from the holiday inn and How i'll about show the you Ritz? i am i'm gonna i'm gonna just wait you're not even going to recognize me. You're going to be like, Michael Jackson. I'm going to be like, nope, I just had some work done. Oh, my gosh. Because I'm and we're famous. Done. And we're done now with this. So join right, us jo- next week for another episode of Take It. With JoJo Siwa oh and <laughs> Tiffany Jenkins. <laughs> you guys, just Meredith has a big, huge rainbow bow in her hair and, can't, and a literal candy necklace. Anyway, join us next week for another episode of Take It. Or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have, who no, have idea no idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing. We'll see you next week, guys. I love you so much. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>